Hey y'all, it's Kidacorius, and it is time for Gen X Gamers. It's your favorite time of the week, the time when you are driving to work, listening to your favorite podcast, or maybe you're just sitting at home staring at the wall. Either way, what's important is you are a winner, and you are a winner because you are listening to Gen X Gamers. Thank you for being here, my friends. It is a treat to bring you episode five, Dead Men, Insects, and Ninja. And if you're anything like me, then that title grabbed you and you are in for the long haul. Why is this called Dead Men, Insects, and Ninja? Well, because last week, Kurisu-san joined me and we talked about platform games and the history and how when you first started gaming, your love for platform games is what built that identity within you in which you call yourself a gamer. And now, with so many other games, maybe you've forgotten about those games. So I am here to remind you, well, we did that last week. And now this week, we are here to review some of the newer platform games that maybe you are unaware of and that I think perhaps you will find extremely interesting. So we will be reviewing four of platform games that have come out in recent uh, years that we found on Steam with overwhelmingly positive reviews. I didn't want to review any game that just came in subpar anyway. We might as well hit the good stuff because if you're a Gen X gamer, if you are listening to the podcast, chances are you are balancing your time between responsibility of job, responsibility of family, and still a love for gaming along with whatever whatever other hobbies you have. And so you need someone to just cut straight to it and tell you what is going on, what you should be playing, and what you should be paying attention to. And that's why we're here, folks. A few other extra important details, some exciting news to share. Of course, you can listen to us, this podcast, via Anchor or Apple iTunes, and quite a few other platforms, actually. I've been trying to push Apple iTunes. In fact, we're running a promotion where for every five reviews on Apple iTunes, I'm giving away a free t-shirt. The problem is, is that many of you have reached out to me and said, Corey, I want to be in for the free t-shirt, but I can't leave a review on Apple iTunes. Stupid me just thought that everybody had an iOS device. You do have to have an iOS device to leave a review on Apple podcast iTunes, that whole uh, platform. Uh, So if you don't do Apple, then you're right. You can't do it. And I'm a moron, right? I've been totally brainwashed. I have to have an iPad and an iPhone and an iWatch and uh, MacBook. So they've, they've hooked me completely. I'm a moron. I, I get it. Uh, regardless, though, many of you have not been hooked by this horrible society known as Apple. And therefore, uh, you are still free of it. And I don't want to pull you into this mad world. So if you still want to be in the contest for the free t-shirt, all you have to do is send us an email saying, listen, I listen to the podcast, can't leave a review, but I'd love to be in for the free t-shirt and I will count you in. You can email us at genxgamers27 at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page that we just put up, an Instagram account, a Twitter feed, 
all of those links I could say right now, but it would probably just zoom past you. So the one link you need to know that has access to everything is our website, which is genxgamers.us. I'm still learning how to put together a website and I am still in the process of really rolling it out and making it what I want it to be. But piece by piece, it's getting better. So please visit the website and you can find all of the links that you need to get you in touch with this community. And maybe you'll get a free t-shirt. And if you go there and check out the podcast section, you can see an example of the t-shirt. They're pretty awesome, I must say. Anyway, okay guys. You've rolled with me through that first part, and I am excited for today. We are going to get a review on these games. I'm going to pull in some of our old guest hosts to help us review these games. So, without further ado, here we go. Okay, friends. Gen X gamers, the first game we are going to be reviewing today are the Ninja. That's right. It is time to review Mark of the Ninja. Yours truly, Kitakorius, is going to be doing this review. Mark of the Ninja was one of the platform games, platform games I chose to review because it has overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. In fact, it has close to 12,000 reviews on it with an overall overwhelmingly positive rating. That is incredible. That is a, the mark of a very good game and a game that at least is going to draw people in. In Mark of the Ninja, you get to feel really what it's like to be a ninja. You must be silent. You must be agile. You have to sneak around and use your ninja-like weapons. Uh, you don't just go straight in and start fighting and killing. Instead, you have to be stealthy and be very smart in how you encounter the different elements of the game. You get to be a ninja. Heck, what, what could be bad about that? So let me tell you my experience playing the game. When I jumped into the game, one of the things that I immediately took note of was the mechanics of the game. The mechanics of the game are very, very interesting. It's not like a normal platform button puncher where you, you know, are just trying to rapidly attack or jump over things or find, you know, roll around and dodge or anything like that. Instead, you're being very deliberate about what controls you're using as you sneak about the the screen and the, the platform deciding how you best want to handle a problem. In the opening chapter, you're actually tasked with trying to free other ninja of your clan and get them away from the bad guys. And if you sound the alarm, you're in trouble because your enemy, they have guns. And you're a ninja, right? You, you don't use guns. That would be against your code. So you don't have the gun. They do. If they become aware of your presence, they are gunning you down. And these aren't morons. They don't just fire one shot at you and you like jump out of the way. It is like a, a an automatic and you're dead. So you do not want to be spotted by these guys. So what do you have to do? Well, you have to crawl around the, you have to crawl around the walls and you find vents that you crawl into. You can use a grappling hook to fly to different lights. You can knock those lights out with these awesome uh, ninja stars. There's a whole bunch of different 
tools at your disposal. And this is just in the opening chapter. So it was really interesting to see how that comes out. You also get access to your first ninja blade. And with this blade, you can attack one of your guards, one of the enemy, but you have to take them out in one kill. If you don't, like in one stab, if you don't and they survive your attack, then they can sound the alarm. So once again, you have to be very wise and thoughtful about how you're going to take on the challenge that's in front of you. It's really cool. You can actually hide behind stuff as well. Different objects that are on the screen from vases to chairs to doorways. Um, you can kind of slouch into them and actually you can switch from one to the next, staying hidden from your opponent and from those who are watching. So all of that is really cool. Another interesting aspect is that when you do take a bad guy out, you can actually take their body and stash it somewhere because the other ones, some of those that are roaming on patrol, if they find a dead body, they sound the alarm and lights and people are looking even more, more precision trying to find you. And so once again, you want to stash bodies and all of these things you of course get bonus points for and that can help add to your overall score. So the game feels like a ninja and the mechanics are really interesting. I played, I did play longer than just the first level and it's really exciting to see where they're going to take this game. I am excited to finish the game and to keep on going. You definitely get a sense that you are just scratching the surface in the first two chapters. You start getting access to some different tools from firecrackers that you use to, uh, create a distraction that the other guards go to. You start getting tattoos that heighten your senses. You start learning how to use the controls in different creative ways where mid-jump you can slow time and throw darts at hard to reach uh, control panels to, dis, uh, to disarm these like moving motion sense lights, lasers that take you out, right? So they have a lot of things that they're going to be doing to enhance the game and require more out of you. And that's just on the early chapters. So I'm really excited about it. It has a great feel to it. It definitely feels different than a lot of platform games. It's quick moving as well, right? You jump in and you have access to a lot of different controls. It's not like it's a kind of a slow creep to unlock different abilities and different things. It just comes at you out of the gate. Very engaging, very fun that way. A couple other things to keep in mind with regards to the game. When it comes to the design of the game, uh, the animation of the gameplay is pretty cool. I really like it. It's fresh, it's different, it has a Japanese vibe to it. It definitely has like a Japanese manga uh, vibe to the game. The background setting is... Edo period Japan with lots of pagoda vi uh, buildings and slanted roofs uh, that are scaled. It, it, it's really, it's got a great ambiance to it. I highly recommend it. It is missing like a really cool soundtrack to go with it, at least during gameplay. But at the same time as a ninja, you're trying to be stealthy and you do want to pay attention to what the guards are saying. So you can't have an overwhelming uh background music that's that's taking away from that I get that but I do love my platform games to have a really good song right you you've kind of heard that in the previous episodes and my love for like Kid Icarus Kid Icarus Kid Icarus I know I know it's pronounced Kid Icarus but I've called it Kid Icarus my whole life I'm not going to change now anyway Mark of the Ninja when it comes to that is fantastic the one thing that I didn't love about Mark of the Ninja that is is 
It's not a stumbling point for other people. I think it's just own personal preference. I don't love the cut animation. The cutscenes remind me of kind of a more modern day, uh, early morning Saturday cartoon animation. It reminds me actually of the newer Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoons, which it's not bad animation. It's just not my style of animation. Uh, but that's the only down point I have to say about it. If I was to liken it to an old game, it really reminded me of the old arcade game Elevator Action, where you're sneaking in that building with all those cops that are trying to shoot at you and you have to take the elevator down below and knock out the lights so they can't see you to get higher in the building. I mean, this one's a lot more, you know, worked out than that and there's a whole bunch more to it but in terms of relating it back to you know some game from the 80s uh, some platform game I would say elevator action is similar to it if you are a role player and if you love playing a rogue as a role player especially a rogue that you love using the move silently and sneak actions and staying hidden and doing assassinations if that is your love in the world of D&D or the world of role playing then this game is for you i think you'll love it so mark of the ninja i give my highest rating i would definitely take on this game and give it a go. I'm excited to play it. I see nothing but good things coming. I did not get bored of it at all. If I could have kept playing it this week, I would have, but I wanted to try out all of the games to give it a fair go. Um, so yeah, Mark of the Ninja, mark it down, Ninja Rule. Okay, Brandon, I'm you're here again. Let's do it. I'm ready. Did you enjoy the first time, man? I did. It was a blast. It... Um... Yeah, it just feels natural. It feels good. I'm glad that you're finally doing this. I'm glad that you put this together because I know it's something you spoke about for so long. Cool. Glad to be here. Did you see the t-shirt? No, I didn't. You put together a t-shirt and I missed it? Yeah. Oh, I'm such a dork. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. It's pretty cool. Once again, don't forget, you, you, you're you in the running for a free t-shirt if you leave an Apple iTunes review with commentary. So there you go. I'm in it. Okay. Um... We are reviewing these five platform games. We've already talked about a couple, and you, my friend, I have asked to review Dead Cells. Ugh, great game. Love it. Huge fan. It's, it's right to my heart because it is, it's a platformer that makes me feel like I'm playing Dark Souls in a way, but I get to have this fresh experience every time I play. Cool. Okay, um, before you go there, yep. let me tell you uh, to set you up. Yeah. Um, last week, Chris and I talked about platform games, and we talked about kind of three distinct, or not distinguishing, three features of platform games to use as kind of a rubric to critique them. Yeah. And one was game design, yep. mechanics, mm -hmm. or gameplay, yep. and then difficulty. Yeah, yep. So maybe you have an opinion on all three of those characteristics with Dead Cells. Definitely. So game design, I would say this, this takes on the roguelike genre. That's one of the biggest features that I would first put this in. I mean, in the sense that it's a 2D platformer, it's also a roguelike platformer. Um, so as far as the design, that's first of all what you've got to be comfortable with. And that actually, i got to be honest, that took me a while to kind of adjust to the roguelike mindset. I didn't like roguelikes when I first tried starting like to play them. Um, I think Rogue Legacy was one of the first ones that I played, uh, been a few years ago. Um, but yeah, I just felt like, okay, I'm playing the same thing and then I'm dying and then I'm playing the same thing. And I, it just wasn't really as fulfilling until I started to appreciate the fact that I'm getting a new experience every time. And I became, you know, I play a game like Dark Souls, which has a great 
like high difficulty, but in terms of it, it's, it's really just a learning difficulty, not an execution difficulty. I mean, there's a bit of that, but it's the monsters are always kind of doing the same thing. You're always coming across the whatever monsters are in that area. They're always going to be in the same form, always going to be the same creatures there. Bosses, okay, they'll have six different moves maybe, but they're always going to be those same moves. And eventually you learn to look for the tails and, you know, kind of becomes, um, I guess, a little bit... It's just more of a performance than it is actual, what I'm going to call gaming. And what I love about this concept of gaming is having to, for me, it's having to react to random, unexpected events. And that's what I love about Dark Souls. Yes, you're going to have to learn about these different monsters you're going to encounter in this game. Which, by the way, to back up, so this is a game where you'll figure the storyline out. It's called Dead Cells because you take on this kind of character that has just amassed of these dead cells that are the remnants of some population that were killed off by some disease. This disease killed... You don't even know that, though, to start You don't, game. you don't. And you just... But, but you kind of learn that throughout, and I mean, pretty quickly. I'm not really spoiling much there, but you don't really understand that. Anyway, so getting into the actual gameplay of it, it is. It's that learning... You know, it's, it's all random in the sense that... Uh, level design is different every time. They have the same themes, they'll have the same monsters, and you'll play through to try to get to the complete end of the game. There is a structure, it's got levels, it's got bosses that you fight on the way. The way that you power up is by learning new abilities, gaining access to new weapons as you advance. And the way that you become better at the game is truly within your own gameplay. And that's what I like about the designer, is it's that I feel like I am... The, the, the reason that I'm making more progress isn't because I have mastered a, uh, you know, a very great dance routine that I'm going to repeat every single time, mm -hmm. right? Which is kind of my, why I don't like, I, I enjoy some speed running, but it's not something I would ever personally partake in because it's, I'm just looking to repeat the same thing over and over and over in again. In the exact and just try to get right perfect. rhythm. I love yeah. having a little bit of foreknowledge of what I'm coming to, but then having those random variations. I don't know where this tunnel leads. I don't know what monsters I'm gonna face in it. And while I might have foreknowledge of what they do, I'm gonna to have to actually react in the heat of the moment in order to overcome that challenge. And that's what I love most about the game, the, the game design of Dead Cells. Yeah, I agree. So, um, to your second question, which is- Mechanics. Mechanics and, and really gameplay. Flawless, I love it. I mean, Dead Cells has so much of that just tight control and that fluidity where it feels very, very natural. Your character's responsive. It has very, very fair play. It's difficult, but not difficult like some of the Nintendo games were like, well, this game is hard because the controls suck. Yeah. And that's another challenge. You don't have that challenge here. In fact, I'd say the reason I like that it's very fair, enemies only damage you, not because you touch them, but because they're actually performing an attack an animation against you. You have the ability to dodge. In fact, the other great part of the mechanics and gameplay is you really get to choose a lot of different designs. So this really is, in addition to a roguelike, the other thing that I would say almost equally defines it is that genre of Metroidvania, mm. right? That exploration platformer where as you advance into different areas, you are absolutely gaining additional powers and it's all about that kind of adventuring out and exploring these, these different spaces. And what's really unique about it, and again, is that you really get almost three real unique different types of design, I'm sorry, three different types of play that are really designed into the game. You can be the... Uh, type of class that's really all about melee offense in your face. You can be a ranged class that mm -hmm. stands back and tries to be aloof from that and uses, you know, say traps or other types of things to attack your enemy from a distance and, and maybe isn't as dodge heavy. Or you can also play a very defensive character where you actually have shields and things that you equip. So yeah, have, this weapon... Yeah. Have, can I ask, have yeah. you tried the defensive character? 
So, no. Yeah. Uh, no, you busted me because I, I just, it's not my play. Well, I've I, never been that. I tried, okay, very limited. I'd taken a shield and I was like, this sucks. I feel like I'm slow. I feel like I'm clunky. I would love if someone out there could tell me, Brandon, yes, playing with shields on Dead no Cells. No one is, is out awesome there. And this is how you do it. <laughs> I want to know where that person is. I haven't played Dead Cells in over, geez, probably a year and a half. Maybe a year, but uh, so I could not DLC do the shields. Yeah. Well, so and they, I, yeah, I just got bored with it because yeah, it felt I like I was waiting. And what I like about that game is the speed. Hmm. Um, and there's an encouragement to kind of pass through the, the the levels as quickly as possible. But yeah, so your additional powers, you're going to get a few different things that are going to feel very Metroid-esque, where you have to learn certain abilities by defeating certain bosses that you have to kind of find within this labyrinth. I mean, it's not just a one one pathway option. I mean, almost every board has at least two different places at the end where it's like, okay, I could go to this, which yeah, is some, different some route. prison, or I could go to this, which is some bridge or whatever. So you've got, you've got different routes. You'll encounter different monsters there. You'll encounter different bosses. And um, within that, you'll you'll learn these different abilities that allow you to access different areas. So a relatively minor part of the game. One of them is a, a ground smash. You don't have it initially, but that's going to allow you to break through certain areas that are marked clearly like, you know, this mm -hmm. is an area you can break and that's going to open up a new access. So there's that element to it. The other one that's a lot of fun is just the weapons. Uh, the weapons and, and the armor and the equipment. You upgrade them in a couple of different ways. Number one, you actually have to find the recipes themselves and then you earn them through a currency in the game. And then second, there's ways to enhance those so that at the very beginning, they start off as normal levels. And then it's almost like you can make exceptional version and then super exceptional, legendary, whatever. They have their own naming system. But then you'll eventually, by putting more of this currency into the system, you'll get those weapons starting off at those higher levels in the beginning. As well as, as you pass through and do ultimately beat the game, you'll then have several different levels of difficulty to replay it on. And they are punishing. I mean, mm. the number of hours that you'll get out of replay on this phenomenal mm. um and they keep doing a lot of like little free content updates they have done some major due to i think two dlcs one was the, the the reign of the giants or something and then they've got this new one i can't remember what it's called but cool just adds different things to it they're still it's still a very active game with a huge player base and uh yeah i need to jump back in it's it's a lot of fun a great time to jump back in especially with the new dlc hitting i remember what i really liked about it was just the uh there was some discovery in that game it wasn't just given to you all up front. You kind of didn't know where you were going at first, as you well didn't as know you what were you're doing. Yeah, you, you didn't had no right. Direction. And then suddenly you're dead at the beginning again, and somebody at the start is saying, "Oh, you died again, huh?" And you're wait, whoa, wait, it's keeping track of how many times I died. Right. And, and yeah. then you see these little interesting animated pieces of the board that at the time mean nothing to you. Right. And then, like you said, you unlock a power or something, yep. and then suddenly. Oh my gosh, every time I saw one of those, I can now transport here yeah. or I can do this. Yeah. I didn't know that that was a, a playable part of the game. Exactly. So yeah, phenomenal. And yeah. then what was the third dimension? Oh, I'm sorry. Difficulty. Difficulty. Phenomenal, phenomenal difficulty. Definitely some of the highest in terms of any of the platforming games that I've ever played. Really just having that. I mean, beyond like the really weird, obscure... Like, hi, I made this super difficult version of Mario that I mm -hmm. want you to play through. I mean, it's actually just of its own in, in terms of the game design incredibly challenging right from the beginning i mean the first time that you get to the first boss he's gonna slap the hell out of you yeah. he will eventually become something that you steamroll over continually but you have to learn that first yeah. you have to but work I, yourself up to that point what i love about the difficulty that's that's different than again a game like dark souls dark souls i love i mean it's i've, I've told you before it's my top series of games by mm -hmm. far and away but the one criticism that i would have is that after you've learned the patterns 
with the exception of bosses, really once you learn the patterns of monsters and kind of what to expect, it, it, the execution difficulty lowers. What I love about this game is that you'll hit different monsters in different combinations that you're not expecting, that you'll have to creatively deal with mm. continually. So it's that you have to learn the game, but then you also get a lot of freedom in terms of the execution, right? Like you really get to feel like a star when suddenly you dodge roll past these two monsters, you throw down something awesome. You're, I mean, it's just, it's incredible to really experience like that. It, if you have an appreciation for platformers, for Metroidvania style games especially, this game will scratch that itch and you will get an immense amount of playtime out of it. Highly recommended, whatever platform you can get it on. Okay, last question for you, Brandon. Yep. If you were to say to somebody, this game is perfect for you if this is the type of role-playing character you create. What role-playing character archetype is Dead Cells created for? I know you said mm. that there's melee and ranged and that sort of thing, but still, each type of platformer, it's like, oh, do you know what? If you loved playing Barbarian, this is the game for you. Can you pinpoint that, or is it too, there's too much uh, variety in there? I would say rogue. Rogue? I would say the rogue type. If, if you're the person that appreciates coming into a situation and looking at it a little bit beforehand and thinking, okay, I have to execute in this very specific way. And if I do, I will be successful. And if I don't, I will die. That's kind of the, the, the rogue is a class that I've always seen as being a high risk, high reward, mm, right? Yeah. It's, I'm going to throw myself in there and I could rip this apart. But if I get caught in one thing, for example, if I fail my sneak roll, if yeah. I fail my hit on this first sneak attack that I have to pull off, I'm sunk. So I feel like it, it falls into that world. So if it kind of scratches that itch where you like to have to think about, but also have to be very, very quick in reaction, you've got to balance both of those worlds. And I think that suits rogue style play more than anything else. Awesome. Funny right that in. it's roguelike, but yeah. Great answer. Thanks for being here. Likewise, brother. Until next time. Hey, Chris. Oh, my gosh, that's so loud. <laughs> hey. So what game are you uh, going to review for us right here, right now? So I am reviewing Hollow Knight. Okay. Last week, we talked about uh, platform games with three criteria. We talked about design mechanics in the form of gameplay and difficulty. Yes. Do you want to touch on all three of those and launch into what you thought of uh, Hollow Knight? Uh, sure, sure. So first, I'll just kind of give a little, um, you know, my first impressions. Yeah, of, please uh, do. Picking Go it up. Um, so I, I, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect or whatnot, but uh, jumped in and uh, I thought the graphics were actually much better. They had this kind of thick lines and like a hand-drawn kind of mechanic to it. Mm. And it didn't um, feel like pixely or like, a, you know, low budget uh, or, you know, quirky in, in any way. And the feel of it, I guess uh, it's like a Metroidvania style platformer. Um, and then the, the, it is a lot of insects going on. It's like this... Uh, you're this hollow knight with this helmet that this is like, uh, you know, little horns and it doesn't explain much. And you just sort of there and then so, and it's like this, you're exploring this long dead society that's overrun by like insect people. And so it's like a mix of Beetlejuice with a hint of Lovecraft. I like, love it. it. Right. So I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool like vibe. I have to say that description right there would pull me in. Lovecraft mixed with Beetlejuice. Right, right. And so I was like, okay, this is, I'm glad I got this one. And then it, and immediately it was like, oh, this is a lot like Ori. You know, this, the, mm -hmm. the, the, 
I mean, the Ori is not so much the Lovecraft. It's a little more of a nature uh, and a creative, a little brighter spirit. This one had like a, it's a little bit uh, darker and it's just these like kind of funny looking little insects around and you're, you're just chopping them up from day, from the, from the get go. The, and uh, uh, let's see. So what, well, the first thing I wanted when I got in there, I started moving around and I was like, where is the run button? And I was like, I want to run, but there's no run button. And so it's a little simplistic uh, control, but the jump button is very versatile. Um, the jump button, if you just tap it, you, you know, you barely go up. And if you hold it down, you go up like, you know, three fourths of the screen. And then there's everywhere in between and moving. And so it gives a, a lot of, of the initial skill challenges. Uh, how much to jump and where to move back and forth while you're jumping. Can you and, do a lot of manipulation of the character when you jump in midair? Yes, back and forth. Mm. And so, I mean, for me, what kind of annoyed me, I, I felt like I played for a few hours, but then I checked and I only played for like, you know, an hour and 10 minutes or so. Mm. And I got, you know, you just start sort of dive right in and you're going in every which way. It's not like you're going to the right. It's like up and down, left and right, all have, you know, multiple places that you haven't been. And then most of them you go to, there'll be some sort of dead end. And you can tell like, oh, I'm going to need my, my next ability to get here. I mean, I need a double jump or I need to bounce off the wall or I need like a jump and a dash. And then I got to about four different places that needed those sorts of things. And I didn't get any reward. You know, I didn't get any new ability. And that, that was like the biggest thing for me. I was like, okay, it's a long time of like seeing the things that I need to backtrack to and remember. And you, start, you don't start out with any map, which for me was uh, really difficult. Is you, fi you finally get to a place where you buy a map and then it's like a hand-drawn map and it doesn't show you on it. And it mm. doesn't have anything really that helpful. And um, so if... It's if you're not into a platforming game of this type where it's a lot of technical going, it's a, it's a difficult possibly to get into if this is like your first platformer, if you're like trying out platformers. This is not what I'd recommend as the first one. Gotcha. For people who love um, the, uh, I guess, the difficulty of platformers of and like exploring um, uncharted places that are not in a linear progression and not a lot of hints. It's kind of silently telling you how to play the game without instructions. And some people, I guess, really like that. For me, I was like annoyed. Yeah, right. Start. I'm like, okay. so uh, did I miss something or am I like going this way or that way? And I can't go in there yet. And I can't go over here. And I've already been over here. And I'm like, okay. Uh, if, you, I, if I, yeah. You like more of a clear roadmap. And this was just like sticking you out in the middle of the desert and saying, hey, figure, figure out where to go on your own. Yes, but it was designed really well. Like every place I'd go, there was many different types of enemies. And then the different types of enemies are, you know, they're flying around me or they've got this particular jump attack and they have to be handled uh, in a different way for each, uh, you know, area and the types of enemies that are appearing out. And some of them are shooting out mini enemies out from, from uh, inside of them and they're surrounding you from the get-go. And I felt like uh, from the challenge side, that was, it was, that was like really nice. Cool. It's just like I kill them and I'm like, okay, where am I, where am I headed? <laughs> and I guess you have to enjoy that uh, almost like the ancient Ultimas where 
you know, there's this endless mazes and you have to like kind of put a note in your mind or like write on a piece of paper, I guess I'm, you, you're able to buy like higher level maps and different abilities ongoing. And, but I didn't get to that point. And it's like, I worked hard enough that I want to be able to get something, you know, but I didn't feel like I got anything long enough that, uh, my, I started to, to sway. Let the me way, ask you, is yes. the game still on your desktop or did you delete it? No, no, no. I, I was actually playing right before I got on here. Oh, good, good, good. And I actually did check a few other reviews, you know, people with, you know, and then most people really, really loved it. Yeah, right. And even the people that didn't love it and had some of the similar difficulties as me, they're like, but it's a great game. If you're the right person, you're going to love this game. And it's mm. like, uh, you know, and I can see the, the complex way that you're able to build out your character, the, the way that they do it. And it's from the beginning. You get these, like, they look like little pieces of shell or something. It's, and they're called souls. And then uh, they allow you to buy stuff in the future, which I haven't got to except for a map. And uh, they allow you to change. You can buy a few of them and equip them on your character. And you're changing, uh, basically, how you want to, you know, focus. And so there's some different ways that you can go with it which i thought was cool and then um, you you use them and when you're attacking you use part of it to heal yourself and so in the middle of a battle you have to kind of run over and heal yourself and you have this sort of mana pool and i thought that was a really cool mechanic of how to do it and if you die uh you go to your last save point and then you have to travel back to where you died to be able to pick up your lost souls. Oh, and in cool. that way is similar to like uh, actually Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah, where you, yeah. Where you, if you die again before you get there, you're going to lose everything. So there's mm -hmm. like a lot of pressure on. But um, okay. I didn't know. Actually, I didn't know that until the review. And so that didn't make sense to me. And like I'd already, you know, forgotten where I died. So I was like, well, awesome. I, I wish I would have known that. That would have been helpful. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let me ask you final yeah. question on this. Final question. Okay. If you were to recommend this game to a certain type of tabletop role player, D&D &D role player, who would it be? So for example, if you were a role player who just has to be a cleric every single time, this game would be for you. Is there a certain class or type of role playing per character that this game is suited for? It's definitely for a monk who's focused on their technical abilities. Oh, cool! Because you're you're replaying a lot of the same jumps, but it's you you know it's just a tilt to this way, tilt to that way, and you have to be into like getting your little jump and your you know ex better and better combo. <laughs> yes, yeah. Awesome. For, for me, I'm I'm extremely heavy on story and and it had interesting story, but it was kind of random and it was more of a background. And I didn't know, like, where am I going? What's, the, what's my next little mission that I'm trying to look for? It was just sort of uh, abstract exploration. And if you like that, this, is, this game is going to be, re you know, really fantastic and uh, has a lot there. And there's a lot of boss fights, actually. I, I had already gone through, like, four or five bosses, which I really liked. And they were very unique and very colorful. And I, but I just didn't know, you know, who they are or why I'm here or, or it was just like one of the random holes on the, on the way. Awesome. And that was, that was the only thing that didn't grab me with cool. it. So. so visually it was cool in that sense. Like the yes. bosses, the whole visual fight was cool with the bosses. That's right. 
I saw some the- I saw some screenshots of those, mm-hmm. and I thought the same thing just from the screenshots. So, and there's bosses like from the get go. They're like not even bosses. They're just bigger guys like around gotcha. the corner. Mm. And so, and, and that was actually one of its best strengths, I think. And they, and they were very unique from the beginning. And I had to pick up uh, the, the exact uh, formula of how am I going to move this way, jump there and hit and then play it again and again. There were not easy at all from the get- beginning, but it wasn't like uh, extremely difficult. And so that, that was nice. Also, the music overall, it had a nice like little background, but some of the sound effects kind of annoyed me. Mm. They, they have like somebody will have like just their voice and be sort of like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you're rescuing these little caterpillars in jars. Mm. And then they make this sort of, <laughs> and it, it just like didn't fit with like the vibe. <laughs> it was like somebody's on the microphone and that, that kind of pulled me out of it, you know, from the very beginning. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, very Chris, minor point, but you're awesome, man. <laughs> Yes, thank you. That concludes our review of Hollow Knight. Okay, friends, it is time to review our final game of the episode. And you know that saying, where you save the best for last. Well, this episode was called Dead Men, Insects, and Ninja. Now, we've already covered Dead Cells, and we've already covered Hollow Knight and Mark of the Ninja. So what is the fourth game? Well, the fourth game is called Dungeon Munchies. And this is also a dead human being. That's why the title's Dead Men, Not Dead Man. Two games takes on the storyline of being a dead character. However, this one is vastly different. And when I say that we saved the best for last, I am lying because we didn't. I have to just come out of the gate and say, if you are a Gen X gamer, in my opinion, Dungeon Munchies is not for you. I repeat, Dungeon Munchies is not for you. So here's the deal. What can I say? I was turned off of this game almost immediately. It reminds me of a game that is trying to be retro and trying to be cool and and enter that niche, but fails miserably. Or maybe I'm just an old timer that cannot get on the bandwagon of Minecraft and and that 8-bit animation that drives me insane. But at least, like, if you think of Sword and Sorcery on the iPad, that is also that, you know, funky animation that looks um, old-school retro gaming that at least has this artistic quality to it that draws you in. Where this is just plain lame. It's clunky. It's not smooth. There's no finesse to the attacking. I mean, you, you, you play this dead guy who basically goes around and starts beating up the most random organic creatures from trees to carrots to whatever to beetles. And, and you take the parts that are the remnants of the things that you beat to death to go and turn it into a meal that you eat that keeps you alive and prevents you from turning into a skeleton. And everything that you eat gives you a new secret power. And you unlock recipes, and so you keep getting buffer and building yourself up. But I have to say, it's just boring. Like, it's clunky, and the attacking, you you honestly feel like 
the character in Donkey Kong where you're Mario or the dude that grabs the hammer and then it's just going whacking back and forth. That is what the attacking is like. Super lame. You can defend yourself a little bit and there's a little bit more finesse and strategy to that, but it's still, it's just clunky. And when you look at the games that we've already played, they are so smooth and so creative with their game mechanic and design, this one is a turnoff. And so when I look at it, and when I see that it has close to 1,700 reviews that are overwhelmingly positive, I have to ask myself, who is reviewing this game? I don't know, because I, I did not like it. I would put it very, very low on my totem pole of games. I wouldn't play it again for sure. I'm sorry to the creators of Dungeon Munchies and for all of those fans out there who enjoy this game. But if you are a person that enjoys cool animation, creativity, and smooth gameplay, this game is not for you. If you are a person who likes niche, weird stuff that is lame, then this is for you. Are there any Gen X gamers out there who like that? I'm really not going to go any more in depth into this game. And I feel bad that we're ending on a bad, uh, a kind of a low note. But hey, not everything can be roses. You've already heard about three great games with Hollow Knight, Mark of the Ninja, and Dead Cells. So pick up one of those games. Just skip over Dungeon Munchies. Dungeon Munchies is the game that you are giving to your 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 third grader, your eight-year-old to play after he does a, an hour of math in quarantine, right? He's the one who's going to get on there and think that it's funny and get into this game and play it. This is not for you, Gen Xer. This is for Generation Z and the Millennials. If you were not born in that time period, stay away. Okay, guys, that brings us to the end of all of our game reviews. What a great episode. I want to thank you for sticking with us. Let me just tell you what is coming up. Next week, I will be reuniting with one of my previous guest hosts and introducing a new guest host. And the three of us are going to be hashing out what it means to be a parent who loves gaming but is trying to figure out how to appropriately monitor gaming in their own household. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be something worth listening to. Everybody probably has an opinion on this. Don't forget to go and leave us a review. It's so important. Check out genxgamers.us. You can find links to all of our social um, platforms and networks. We encourage you to share the podcast with as many people as you can. Help grow our community. Great things are coming. We love you. Have a wonderful week. See you next. Oh, 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 oh,